Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to Way Back When, episode six. This episode, we are, of course, looking at the sixth week of Tune FM's existence, 1975. We've got some amazing music coming up, a very, very uh, famous song to close out the show, and we'll have some interesting facts along the way, as always. So let's get straight into the music with a band that received uh, the biggest prominence of their career, of course, in the late 70s. We have ABBA, who you will hear a few times tonight, but we have one of their big songs to kick things off. Take Get away Abba with Mamma Mia here on episode 6 of Way Back When. You're listening to Tune FM.
And that was Mamma Mia by ABBA, kicking off way back when, episode 6. Thank you so much for joining us. Mamma Mia, of course, is the title track off of ABBA's third song, uh, third album, excuse me, Mamma Mia, uh, with lead, vo- lead vocals on that particular song, shared by Agnetha Fautskog and Annie Fred Lingstad. It is uh, uh, derived from Italian, of course, where it is usually an interjection used in situations of surprise or excitement, which you may have heard if you have ever spent any time in Italy. Mamma Mia, of course, one of ABBA's most uh, famous songs, if not the most uh, popular popular or critically acclaimed, certainly one of the most well-known, uh, thanks in no small part to the musical and movie that were released uh, that shared the uh, same name. Of course, many of you will be familiar with that. The song Mamma Mia, however, was a very popular song here in Australia. It, re- it reached the top of the charts, in fact, as well as topping the charts in the UK, uh, the singles charts, excuse me, in the UK, uh, Switzerland, as well as Germany, which was an, a massive achievement. It also was certified for gold in the United Kingdom, which translates to four 400,000 sales and gold in Italy which translates to 25,000 sales although that is only since 2009 which is still very uh respectable. It is, of course, a very, very good song, and like I said, one of ABBA's signature ones. The album, of course, Mamma Mia was, uh, the album ABBA, excuse me, was released in 1975, obviously, which is because we're talking about it, and indeed, you will hear two more songs from that album later on in the show. No spoilers, but you may be able to guess what at least one of them is. Coming up next, though, we move to a more old-style sort of song, in that the original was actually released back in 1961. I am talking about Please, Mr. Postman, by the Marvelettes, and if you're asking me why we're we playing a song from 1961 when we're looking at music from 1975, well, that's because we're not. We are actually playing uh, the Carpenters version, which was released in 1975, whose version actually took the song back up to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 charts earlier the same year. It resembles more of an old 50s-style rock and roll song, and it also uh, reached number one on the Easy Listening charts in 75, which is again a massive accomplishment. It was uh, the Carpenters' tenth and final million-selling single and it brought the song back, obviously, into prominence. It's a very, very good song, a very, very good cover, in fact, and again, it achieved a lot of chart success here in Australia, reaching number one. It also reached number one in Canada, as well as uh, the US, obviously, and the UK, which is incredible. Also, South Africa, funnily enough. It also made seventh place on the Australian year-end charts for 1975. We hope that you enjoy it, and for those of you that have heard the original but not yet heard the cover version, we hope that you appreciate the new interpretation of the song brought to you by the amazing duo of the Carpenters. You're listening to Way Back When, Episode 6, and here is Please, Mr. Postman. Stop, whoa, yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Wait, 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 Mr. Look and see If there's a letter, a letter 
You're listening to episode 6 of Way Back When, and you just heard Please Mr. Postman by Carpenters uh, covering the famous song by the Marvelettes. It is important to remember in times like we are currently facing, times of economic uncertainty and instability, and a time where things just seem really, well, glum, it is important to remember that things like this have happened throughout history, and we have always bounced back. We will continue to do so, and we will uh, defeat what is currently happening, of course, the current virus pandemic. We will uh, ensure that we come back from this bigger and stronger, and it is important to remember, as I said, that things like this have actually happened before. Uh, a study bet- uh, between the AECMA and the University of New England, released, of course, in 1975, revealed that more than 160,000, which translated back then to about two-thirds of Australia's small business enterprises, were in some danger of closing down. It was pretty significant, and uh, it was revealed on the current affairs program of the time federal file. This would mean about 20% to 30% or so of the Australian workforce would be in danger of losing their jobs because of the closures. It no doubt seemed grim and gloomy for them as well, as it of course does for a lot of people at the moment, but never never fear, given that Australia's numbers are indeed so low, we have done exceptionally well in combating this virus, we will continue to prevail. We just need to put in a little bit more effort and we need to just keep this effort going for a little bit longer. Coming up next, we actually have a song that sort of relates to a similar theme of, I guess, it relates to adversity in an abstract kind of way. We have a song that is definitely got more of a funky sort of reggae style to it. It is a song by War, and it is very, very recognisable. Why can't we be friends? It is a very simple, uh, simple structure which you will hear uh, when it plays. It. Uh, the phrase, why can't we be friends, is actually sung over 40 times in the whole song. It's a very good song, though, very, very catchy, and it has actually been ad- adopted a lot of uh, a lot of times by people in the anti-war movement, people protesting war, people protesting any sort of go- global conflict, in fact, uh, big or small, and it's sort of become an anti-conflict anthem, uh, which is probably not what the band War actually had in mind for it when it was released. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but given that they can't exactly predict what it would eventually become, who knows? Nevertheless, though, it is a very good song, and we're going to include it, as it is one of the most iconic songs of 1975, Why Can't We Be Friends by the band War, coming up next on Way Back When, Episode 7.
That was the anti-conflict anthem, Why Can't We Be Friends by War, here on episode 6 of Way Back When. I apologise, I said it was episode 7 before that song. That was my bad. We are indeed in episode 6, looking at the best music from 1975. Coming up next, we have another bit of ABBA. We're going to, as I said, we're going to have played three songs by the time this episode finishes. And up next is actually uh, one of their biggest hits from the album ABBA that was released in 75. Mamma Mia certainly probably got a more recognisable name, but probably the biggest hit from that album was SOS. SOS was the third single released from the album and it was released with Man in the Middle as a B-side, just for those little uh, trivia lovers of, uh, out there. So SOS actually had a working title of Turn Me On and the title went through a few changes as well as the lyrics uh, went under some revisions as well. It was one It was the, It was was the. one of the first three songs recorded for the ABBA um, the ABBA album, of course, and you will notice it features a very pop, a very poppy sound mixed with a little bit of disco, but not too, too much. We are, of course, entering into the disco years of the 70s. But ABBA, who, of course, had their biggest successful period in the uh, peaks of the late 70s, weren't really a disco-y sort of band as much as they were pop. And even their pop songs were a little bit unusual when you compare them to a lot of other pop-sounding music, especially of the time period. It was a very, very catchy song, and it has a bit of a melancholy message as well. For those of you who haven't heard it before, you will be able to pick that up from the lyrics, I'm sure. It's a song that, uh, of course, was famously sung by Meryl Streep and Pierce Brosnan in the film Mamma Mia. Pierce Brosnan's vocals were... um, not great to say uh, very generously, which is why we will not be playing that version. We are indeed playing the original by ABBA themselves. Interestingly enough, another little bit of trivia for you: it is the only song to date that made the Hot 100 uh, that made the Billboard Hot 100 
or the or any number one single in Australia in which both the title of the song, the artist of the song, and the genre of the song are all palindromes. Palindromes, of course, are words that read the same forwards and backwards. SOS is a palindrome, ABBA is a palindrome, and of course, POP is a palindrome. So there you go. That This is the only number one single in Australia that, that can claim that, and the only Billboard Hot 100 single ever, which I think is pretty amazing. But yeah, speaking of the charts, the song reached number one on Australia's charts, as well as in Belgium, France, Germany, New Zealand, South Africa, as well as reaching 15 on the US Billboard Hot 100 and six on the UK charts. It reached number 52 in the year-end charts for 75 in Australia. It has been covered numerous times. Uh, we won't mention Pierce Brosnan's name again because, well, he butchered it, to be less generous than I was before. And it is very, very, uh, very, very uh, pleasing to hear. So let's bring it to you right now. SOS by ABBA coming up next on Way Back When, Episode 6. You're listening to Tune FM on 106.9 UNE's student-powered radio.
that was SOS by ABBA, arguably the biggest song off of their 1975 album called ABBA. Here on Way Back When, you're listening to episode 6, and we are on Tune FM 106.9. Coming up next, we have a song that has a familiar sort of message in that it deals with uh, unrequited love, but in fact the artist actually takes the opposite side. Uh, it is talking about ways to get out of a marriage, and it's Paul Simon's 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. It's got a very recognisable tune. I actually didn't realise that I had heard this song before until I heard the tune kick in, because it's something that a lot of people have sampled and made use of over the years. So th- it's this is what the original comes from, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover by Paul Simon coming up next. Another interesting fact about UNE, though, from the year 1975, we actually had a similar sort of style to America's summer schools. Local people around the New England region could apply to attend summer schools at the University of New England from the year 75 and 76. The schools uh, were mainly focused on painting, creative embroidery and music, which sort of gives you a bit of an insight into what the region considered important back in 75. Uh, You could pick up little booklets from the regional office of the University of New England, which is incredible, which was, of of course, located in Coffs Harbour after they shifted it from Grafton to Coffs earlier in the year of 75, in January, as a matter of fact. Excuse me. And it was a very successful program, as a matter of fact. There were a few people that picked up uh, little courses, and apparently a lot of people got some good uh, skills from them. So in that, we say it was obviously success. And for those of you out there that may be listening who attended one of these courses, we hope that you got something out of it, and we hope that you certainly enjoyed it. It's a rather interesting little insight into what people considered uh, to be important subjects to study back then. And obviously, while painting, creative embroidery, and music, doing a summer school in those particular subjects probably wouldn't earn you a degree. Agree, it would still give you a bit of a leg up if you were going into work of that particular field. So I say good on UNE for organising it. Coming up next, as I said, we have 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover by Paul Simon, which uh, was the second single from his fourth studio album, which is still crazy after all these years, if anyone's curious. And it was uh, performed in conjunction with backing vocalist Patty Austin, Valerie Simpson and Phoebe Snow. Following Simon's divorce from first wife Peggy Harper, this is the inspiration behind the lyrics for those of you that are interested, Simon opted to take a more humorous approach to document the incident and came up with this song indeed. It was his biggest solo hit and broke in the US in late 75. It was released in December, as a matter of fact. It cracked the uh, the Billboard Hot 100 number one spot, uh, which is incredible for any song, as a matter of fact, and it reached number 23 on the UK UK singles chart, excuse me, only making 35 here in Australia, but it was so Certified as gold in the United States, which translates to a hundred uh, to a million, excuse me, a million uh, units sold. So congratulations to Paul Simon for that achievement as well. Interestingly enough, it also cracked number one on the Canada charts, which is not too surprising given the proximity of Canada and the US and their similar music taste, but still a good achievement. Paul Simon, fifty ways to leave your lover. Coming up next on the home of way back when, Chin FM one hundred six point nine, UNE student powered radio. Problem is all inside your head, she said to me. The answer is easy if you take it logically. I'd like to help you in your struggle to be free. There must be 50 ways to leave your lover. She said it's really not my habit to intrude. Furthermore, I hope my meaning won't be lost or misconstrued. But I'll repeat myself. At the risk of being crude, there must be 50 ways to leave your lover 
50 ways to leave your lover You just slip out the back, Jack Make a new plan, Stan You don't need to be coy, Roy Just get yourself free Or Hop on the bus, Gus You don't need to discuss much Just drop off the key, Lee And get yourself free Ooh, slip out the back, Jack Make a new plan, Stan You don't need to be coy, Roy You just listen to me Hop on the bus, Gus You don't need to discuss much Just drop off the key, Lee And get yourself free She said it grieves me so to see you in such pain I wish there was something I could do to make you smile again I said I appreciate that And would you please explain about the 50 ways She said why don't we both just sleep on it tonight And I believe in the morning you begin to see the light And then she kissed me And I realized she probably was right There must be 50 ways to leave your lover 50 ways to leave your lover You just slip out the back, Jack Make a new plan, Stan You don't need to be coy, Roy Just get yourself free Or you hop on the bus, Gus You don't need to discuss much Just drop off the key, Lee Just listen to me Hop on the bus, Gus You don't need to discuss much Just drop off the key, Lee And get yourself free That was Funk Rock Song, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover by Paul Simon, arguably his biggest uh, success in his career. Coming up next, we return to the amazing enigma that is David Bowie. Of course, uh, last week we played his what was considered to be his farewell anthem to his glam rock uh, era in his career. And coming up next, we have one of his more funky songs. Uh, of course, funk and disco, as I've said throughout this episode, is a recurring theme that you will notice as we move into the late 70s. There is a song coming up in 1978, which I will not spoil, but it certainly encapsulates the disco theme. And it's one of my personal guilty pleasures. So tune in uh, in, five epi- in three episodes time to catch that. In any case, uh, Back to Fame, of course, by David Bowie. It chronicles uh, his dissatisfaction with the troubles of fame and superstardom, and it actually uh, reflects John Lennon's feelings on the matter as well, interestingly enough. The song was a major commercial success for for Bowie. It was his first number one single on both the US Hot 100 and the Canadian Singles Chart, as in conjunctly, and it was one of the more successful singles of the year. It made number seven on the Billboard year-end Hot 100, although only reaching 17 in the UK Singles Chart. It didn't really achieve much success in Europe at all. It is one of four songs to be included in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. Of course, um, you'll hear the rest of them uh, when they come through his career. And it was a song that he actually didn't really enjoy that much. He actually recalled the song as his least favorite track on the uh, the album that it's from, which is uh, Young Americans. And he said that he'd had a very upsetting uh, time with his management and a lot of his feelings on the matter was built into the song. Um, and biographer Peter Doggett states that every time in fame, Bowie snapped with a cynical retort, 
about fame's pitfalls, he had uh, a degree of malice in his mind, which is rather interesting to say the very least. It's um, a song that he describes as nasty and angry. Uh, so something that you wouldn't really associate with David Bowie's uh, image. So that's why, among its success, of course, we're going to play it for you. It is a very, very um, unique song, I think, when you look at David Bowie's career. Another song certified gold by the United States charts, meaning it sold over one million units, which is, again, an amazing uh, an amazing achievement. And we have it upcoming now. You're, you're listening to Way Back When, Episode 6, on Tune FM 106.9, UNE's student-powered radio.
You just heard Fame, the funk rock angry song by David Bowie, and you're listening to episode 6 of Way Back When. Coming up next, we have another dose of ABBA, the third and final song that you will hear tonight from ABBA's album called ABBA in 1975, and it is a song that was actually released as the B-side to another single. However, I could only have three songs from one band uh, on this show, this episode, and it was a toss between this particular song and its A-side, and I just enjoy this song a lot more. This is probably my personal favorite ABBA song from this album and this is Rock Me meaning I do, I do, I do, I do was unfortunately uh, just fell, it was just unfortunately falling short of being included on this episode it's still a good song but I just prefer this song a lot more. It uh, was released obviously in 1975 again with the signature pop style that ABBA would become known for over the years it reached number 4 on the the Australian charts and number 2 in the New Zealand charts which is incredible and it actually had a working title of Didn't I? and was recorded, in fact, with a different working title as Baby, and had different lyrics to the final version, but was finally uh, reorganized, rearranged, and re-released on the album, and you're about to hear it. It's a song that I really, really enjoy. It's very catchy. I think that you may find it stuck in your head after a few uh, seconds of listening to it, and if that's the case, I apologize. But this concludes the ABBA portion of the show tonight. Uh, You will hear more ABBA, of course. They did have more songs that were released as we move further and further into the late 70s. But the final song from ABBA's ABBA album, Rock Me, coming up next on episode 6 of Way Back When. You're listening to Tune FM on 106.9.
And that was Rock Me by ABBA here on Way Back When, Episode 6. That was the final ABBA song that you will hear tonight from the ABBA album released in 1975 that did exceptionally well, charting at number one, the whole album, I mean, charting at number one here in Australia, in Norway, and of course in their native land of Sweden. It was also certified as 14 times platinum in Australia, which translates to 700,000 uh, units sold and gold in the United Kingdom, which is 100,000 sold. It also, for those of you who are curious, sold over 470,000 copies in Sweden. So there you go. We move away from ABBA now. You will hear more about them uh, as we continue this show in the next few weeks. Do not worry. We move to Aerosmith now as the show takes a bit more of a rocky sort of turn. It is a hard rock song, and it is considered, the song that I'm talking about, is considered to be the band's signature song, um, regularly competing for that title amongst fans with the songs Dream On and Walk This Way. So that should give it away if you are indeed an Aerosmith fan. I am, of course, talking about Sweet Emotion. Sweet Emotion was released on the 1975 album Toys in the Attic and became and began a string of hits for the band that sort of kicked off their mainstream success that would continue for the remainder of the 1970s and lead to a, I guess, career of fame for frontman Steve Tyler. Steven Tyler, excuse me. So many Aerosmith fans actually believe that the lyrics are of Sweet Emotion were referring to the tension and hatred between the band members and Joe Perry's first wife. Tyler himself has said that only some of the lyrics were inspired by Perry's wife, so take that as you will. It was stated in Aerosmith's tell-all autobiography that the growing feuds between the band members' wives led to the lineup dissolving in the early 1980s, which is unfortunately something that happens to a lot of bands, especially when they become large and successful. So it is a fairly fairly uh, simple song. It uh, started with a bass line, in fact, before the rest of the song was written, and it was included on almost every Aerosmith compilation and live album to follow. It became known as one of their signature songs, it became one of their most popular songs, and it would uh, frequently appear on greatest song lists or greatest rock song lists, and made it to number 408 on the Rolling Stones' 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. It is still uh, well known even to this day, uh, thanks to a 2019 commercial actually promoting the sale of the iPhone 11 that used the song in its uh, ad so there you go kudos to Aerosmith for promoting Apple's products I suppose we're going to play it for you right now Sweet Emotion by Aerosmith coming up next on episode 6 of Way Back When you're listening to 106.9 Tune FM here on UNE's student powered radio
And that was Sweet Emotion by Aerosmith, the first of many mainstream hits to come for the band. You're listening to Way Back When, episode 6. Coming up next, we have an Australian song, in fact. It's always good to get a bit of Australian music uh, on this show. And it is a rather culty sort of song. It's got a, it's, Well, I say that. It's a song with a cult following, I mean. It's not a song written by a cult. It's by Australian band Skyhooks, who had a very tumultuous uh, lifetime. Not in the sense that uh, they didn't get along with each other, the members. More that they just uh, broke up and then repeatedly reformed, only to break up again. They were mainly active from 73 to 1980, before breaking up and then reforming in 1983. 1984, 1990, and 1994 before uh, lead singer, uh, frontman Graham uh, Strachan, excuse me, I always have trouble pronouncing that name, would sadly pass away in a helicopter crash that he was piloting. Red Simons, of course, left Skyhooks in 77 to become a radio and television personality still known to this day. And other members, including Greg McIntosh and uh, Bob Spencer, would find success elsewhere as well. They've had quite a few uh, hit songs throughout their career, including Ego Is Not A Dirty Word, which also made uh, the charts in 1975. However, just missed out uh, on a place uh, on this show tonight. They also had a hit with Jukebox in Siberia, which would come later down the track. And they had a fantastic number one album, um, they had a fantastic number one album in 74, Living in the 70s, which, again, are some songs only just missed out on making last week's episode. But tonight we are going to play one of theirs. It is my favourite song of Skyhooks by far. It actually has a bit of an interesting twist if you listen to the lyrics carefully uh, towards the end. And just as little, another little side note, uh, even though it didn't really chart all that well as a single, in January 2018, as part of Triple M's Ozist 100, which considered the most Australian songs of all time, horror, this particular song, and nearly gave it away there, was ranked number 47. It remains popular as a Halloween song in both the United States and Canada. It featured on the soundtrack of the movie The ABCs of Death, and is widely regarded as Skyhook's signature track, which, again, should give it away. But for those of you who haven't heard it before, please enjoy one of the best Australian songs of all time in my humble opinion Horror Movie by Skyhooks coming up next on Way Back When you're listening to Tune FM on UNE's student powered radio Right there on my team 
just a movie on a silver screen And they're all actors and take home scenes Maybe you don't care who's gonna lose or win Listen to this and I'll tell you something It's a horror movie right there on my TV Horror movie right there on my TV Horror movie and there's no abuse Horror movie, it's a six thirty news Horror movie, it's a six thirty news The perfect way for the giving and the hate Switch on the station, oh yeah They do it down a cellar Sweet the fire and the yellow You believe it by the cellar, oh yeah 
Caught in a landslide No escape from reality Open your eyes Look up to the skies and see I'm just a Go little high, little low. Anyway, the wind blows, doesn't really matter to me. To me, Mama just killed a man, put a gun against. Put aside for me, for me, for me. 